This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Skirk! All right, all right. Hey, hey, cut the music. Cut the music. No, stop. Stop. Cut the music. There we go. It is I, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and I interrupt... Uh, today's kick-ass podcast <laughs> intro music uh, to kind of uh, sit down and uh, give you guys just a few minutes of maybe some updates here. Uh, your your regularly programmed uh, episode this week is called Independent, uh, which is all about independent wrestling. Uh, we recorded this last week, and um, yeah, Stephen and I, the one and only <laughs> Mr. Stephen Grudy, uh, we had a, a nice in-depth conversation uh, about uh, just all things independent wrestling, and, and we wanted to really put a, a nice spotlight out on it, um, on the whole independent scene, because I think oftentimes there are just so many um, so many discussions and, and podcasts and these sorts of things that we get into detail about uh, regarding the big three, like WWE, AEW, New Japan, uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's definitely something that we wanted to kind of touch on, but uh, because we're not fortune tellers, <laughs> uh, there was a big big week in the world of uh, wrestling. So I just wanted to kind of give uh, take a few minutes rather instead of giving taking a few minutes rather, and uh, just you know kind of bring you guys up to speed with some of the the major things going on this week in wrestling. 
Um, WWE, of course, had their uh, their investors conference call this week here, and some really intriguing news came out of it here. So uh, I'm going to kind of take a little bit of uh, liberties here and read a uh, an article here by uh, Josh Nason uh, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of read this off here for you. On today, on Thursday's investors conference call, uh, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon said the company has had advanced talks with uh, advanced talks rather uh, with major OTT players about changes to the WWE network that could mean a significant revenue increase for the company. McMahon called the potential deals transformative. Uh, those changes could be uh, content rights with marquee events like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, or perhaps a different distribution model for the WWE Network altogether. McMahon said if a change is made, it would be announced this quarter as the talks are that far along. When asked about the plans for the network, McMahon said that they have a lot of options. One is to remain as they are now with a free and paid tier, while the other is to distribute more content to, quote, the majors, <laughs> the the big boys, as he put it. Uh, he la- later clarified that the quote-unquote majors as these over-the-top streaming uh, companies. Now, uh, I'll go ahead and post the link of this article here um, in, in our, um, our, our show notes. Um, you can definitely check it out there. It is quite an interesting read. I, I, I just don't know kind of what this is all going to look like. This could certainly mean that uh, WWE is going in the same direction that UFC did when UFC kind of had their partnership with um, ESPN. For those not in the know, um, basically UFC sold off content rights to ESPN and and at large Disney uh, for exclusive rights to any new content that UFC uh, publishes pay-per-view wise. So, you know, back in the day, you know, you would go to your your cable provider, or you know, you would just scroll down on on your cable box, and you would purchase the next UFC show, right, um, via pay-per-view. That is no longer the the scenario anymore. Basically, you would just go through to the ESPN Plus app and buy the UFC pay-per-view through there. So ESPN gave UFC a lot of money, a lot of different assurances, um, you know, to, to make sure that uh, they could, you know, continuously put on shows. And it's definitely alleviated a lot of uh, financial stresses that may have been on UFC in the first place. Not that UFC was ever really struggling, but still, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that's a that's a heck of a deal. So WWE is looking for something very similar here, it seems. Um, it's just a matter of, about, of, of finding proper buyers. Um, I know that Amazon has been thrown around. Um, I, 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 I mean, there's there's also the upcoming NBC-led over-the-top uh, cable system uh, that's going to be, I think it's called like the Peacock Network or something like that. Um, that would be something also, it'd be, an, it'd be an interesting option, that's for sure. It'd be certainly an interesting uh uh, option for them because they're going to need um, definitely content, n- new and, and and consistent content to put out on there. And with their relationship that they have with WWE already being on the USA Network, it kind of makes sense. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what that means for um, WWE shows at large. What's going to go on the WWE Network? 
you know, is it going to go in the way of UFC's Fight Pass, where it's like an archive system? Is it going to go, you know, uh, you know, just for the the four big shows like WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam? Are those all going to just go onto a a paid platform through uh, through NBC? What do those numbers look like? Um, it, it's anybody's guess at this point. Um, but it, it is something interesting. I mean, a whole other can of worms is what happens to NXT. Is NXT going to still stay on the WWE Network? Is that going to be something where they will continuously make sure that's up and running so that they can provide the takeover shows? Who knows? Uh, the, the devil's in the details at this point, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll have to just wait and see what happens when we get there. On a more um, headlock talk-centric uh, piece of news here, uh, we saw the signing uh, of both Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross this week to WWE Performance Center contracts. Uh, also written down here from uh, the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, also Josh Nason here. Um, longtime veteran Timothy Thatcher has signed a WWE contract and has reported to the Performance Center. Um, so I'm, I'm going to post this link here as well uh, because, uh, well... There is a link, if you go to the highlighted link where it says, Meltzer tweeted recently that Thatcher has turned down WWE on several occasions. If you click on that highlighted link there, it actually takes you to a tweet that we sent to Dave Meltzer regarding what the possibilities are of Timothy Thatcher signing. I mean, I'm not taking any credit here. (laughs) I'm not saying that we broke the news. Um, I will say that you did hear it here first. You know, back two weeks ago when we did our Royal Rumble review uh, with Mags and Josh and uh, Kevin, uh, that uh, this possibility was brought up, um, and that's what kind of inspired me to tweet out to Dave Meltzer. Now, uh, that tweet kind of got some weird negative feedback in some circles of the wrestling community on Twitter. Uh, They kind of poo-pooed the idea. I mean, look, facts are facts now. You know, it's uh, Timothy Thatcher. He's... He's in WWE, and um, I'm very excited to see what happens here with him. Um, if you're not familiar with Timothy Thatcher, he's a member of you know Ring Comp, uh, you know what is um, basically the remnants of what uh, what Imperium is now. Um, so I would fully expect for him to join NXT UK and, and be a central figure in that faction. Um, probably the best example that I can give you if you're not familiar with Timothy Thatcher, he, I would I would recommend going to maybe one of his progress matches. The one that he had with Walter uh, for the Atlas Division title is an amazing match. Absolutely outstanding. One that I would highly recommend that y'all check out. Um, certainly a personal favorite of mine. Um, Thatcher is just an awesome technician, awesome catch wrestler. Very powerful, <laughs> very brutal at times, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the real deal, and 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 Killer Cross for that matter is also an amazing signing. I think a lot of this was um, the writing on the wall. We all kind of figured uh, in the wrestling community, Killer Cross was going to go to NXT. Um, he'll be a big addition for that uh, that that uh, developmental side of things for for WWE as well. So two huge signings there, and like I said, I'll drop the links here for that article. And this will be uh, this will be something very interesting. Um, in addition, 
I guess some some quick roundups of, of, of some other thoughts that I have. Uh, Goldberg will be taking on The Fiend at the Super Showdown show. Um, I don't know what to make of that, really. Because Goldberg's kind of got that whole legend status and the whole... Um, what's the best way of putting this here? Uh, this um, perception that he's like unbeatable, unbreakable... That, that he's just a machine. I mean, that still permeates to this day, even though he's taken several losses. Um, but you kind of want to keep him a little bit strong because he can help build up people, right? At the same time, though, you have the Fiend, and you want to keep the Fiend strong. And especially if the idea still is to have the Fiend versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I mean, that's something worth thinking about. Um, alternatively, I, I guess you could have Goldberg beat the Fiend in Saudi Arabia and take the Universal title and have it be Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That could be something interesting. Um, Spear versus Spear is kind of what's been brought up uh, in internet circles. Um, I, I mean, I would say that that would be a much more attractive match, personally speaking. I'm not... I'm not Again, the biggest fan of, of Bray Wyatt and The Fiend in general. But, I mean, it would be odd that Goldberg would break the mystique of The Fiend. I think that Goldberg's role in feeding um, and being fed, rather, to The Fiend to a degree, I mean, that makes it sound bad, but, I mean, it, if Goldberg's used appropriately to build up the mystique of The Fiend and make The Fiend seem more unbeatable, more of that Michael Myers, unstoppable force kind of character, then yeah, I mean, I think that it would work. Uh, so, so there's many different angles that you could take with this, really. Um, what else? Oh, yes, the New Japan New Beginnings show. Boy, um, <laughs> what can be said about this show that, that hasn't already been said about uh, New Japan shows prior to this. I mean, it's just once again another um, another reinforcement. I think that New Japan has the best wrestling in the world today. Um, it, it it really <laughs> it it just it just blows my mind sometimes how you know we can get caught up about you know NXT versus AEW or. WWE at large versus AEW or what's happening on Raw, what's happening on SmackDown. The things that go on in New Japan are just out of this world, really and truthfully here. Um, some highlights that definitely need to be touched on here. Uh, the Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley uh, defeated Tomatonga, Tangaloa, uh, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. The match itself is fine. Um, but the the critical uh, point of view here is that it, it was really Tanahashi and Ibushi that kind of got this victory over Tamatonga and Tangaloa. What this does with uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson in, in, in the, the title hunt, um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I, I would imagine that Ibushi and Tanahashi seem to be uh, number one contenders with that kind of victory in my mind. I would love to see that match, uh, but uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see what New Japan does here. Um, Ibushi certainly could use uh, a, a tag run, maybe Tanahashi as well, just to keep them relevant. 
But uh, I, I do like the idea more of Ibushi still being in the hunt for the um, IWGP heavyweight title. That's for sure. Um, we also had uh, Kazushika Okada and Will Ospreay defeating uh, Taichi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, this was fine, a little bit short, but it was a, it was a very good match. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. Uh, will Ospreay will face off with Zack Sabre Jr. once again in a Rev Pro show for the... Uh, the um, British Heavyweight Championship, that'll be pretty awesome, I think. Uh, I, I'll gladly see another match between those two. The first one that they had was absolutely brilliant, uh, the, the one in Japan recently, so that's certainly one to check out as well. Um, Jay White defeated Sonata. It was a, a fairly good match as well. Um, you know, Sonata... You know whether or not he'll be back in the title hunt, I'm not sure. But this does keep Jay White pretty strong as well. <laughs> uh, this next one here, uh, Hiromu Takahashi uh, defeated Ryu Lee uh, to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. Um, my God, this was quite a spectacle. Um, these two were obviously. You know, two of the absolute best junior heavyweights in in all of wrestling, hands down. Um, <laughs> oh, well, it it shouldn't. It's it's not even fair, uh, really, to have any matches follow this um, because these guys just, you know, they have no uh, no regard <laughs> for for um, their their bodies or or anything like that when they meet in the ring. They these guys are. Awesome, awesome competitors, great rivals, um, and I think that this is really um, kind of a, a stamp here of this is what it should be like for the junior division going forward, and that the junior division will indeed thrive uh, without the likes of Will Ospreay. You know, if Will Ospreay makes that transition up to the heavyweight title, you know, by all means, the junior heavyweight division will be in good hands for sure. Um, uh, interesting, uh, matchup here next, uh, something a little bit different here. I guess this kind of was, was used to give you something different away from the junior match that you just saw. Uh, John Moxley did in fact defeat Minoru Suzuki in a really great brawl. Um, uh, just, a, a, a an awesome, an, another brutal match. Um, so Moxley did retain the IWGP heavyweight, uh, United States heavyweight title rather. Um, but uh, post-match here, Zack Sabre Jr. actually came out and um, attacked John Moxley. Uh, now, post-show, Moxley and Zack Sabre Jr., uh, they cut some pretty hilarious promos on each other. And, and I think if that's what the way that it's kept here going forward, them cutting awesome promos on each other, building up the match, uh, these, are, these guys have a very um, interesting conf- uh, conflict of styles here. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do here uh, between Zack Sabre Jr. and John Moxley, and then of course the main event: um, uh, Tetsuya Naito defending both the IWGP Heavyweight Championships as well as the uh, Intercontinental Championship up against uh, Kenta. A, a pretty good match, um, you know, a little bit of shenanigans as what you would expect with the majority of Bullet Club matches, I think. Um, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, Kenta played up a great heel. It's 
feels like this feud's been going on for a long, long time just because they've built it up very well. But it's only been about a little bit over a month since Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, I mean, um, what these guys were able to do was actually really, really good. Uh, the ticket sales uh, for this show was very, very good, and that's kind of off the back of uh, Naito and Kenta's feud. So uh, that's a very good prospect for, for Kenta and Naito both. Um, post-match, I mean, Hiromu Takahashi came out, helped celebrate with Tetsuya Naito, who did in fact retain his championships, of course. And uh, as per tradition, uh, the IWGP champion and the IWGP junior heavyweight champion uh, usually have a match at the anniversary show for New Japan. So having these two stablemates, uh, you know, have a have a nice match potentially, uh, I think it's going to be really cool. And, um, I, I mean, I, I can't really think of uh, some, anybody better to kind of match up with Tetsuya Naito than Hiromu Takahashi. So this will be something very exciting to keep an eye on. But I just wanted to kind of uh, check in with everybody, kind of give a, a brief rundown on the news. Um, again, this week's episode is called Independent. Uh, it is all about uh, spotlighting independent wrestling. I do want to thank our guests for this week's episode, Anthony from Anthony Talk Stuff. Uh, on uh, on Twitter, he has a wonderful show uh, that I highly recommend you checking out. Um, we also had Damien from the DBW Podcast. You can find him at the uh, at DBW Podcast on Twitter. And um, let me see here. Also, uh, Shipesta from uh, from the guys at United by Wrestling at UTD by Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, they all pitched in for this episode. It was a really great conversation, once again, between Steven and I. I'm glad that we had some guests to give their takes on the independent scene. So, without further ado, enjoy today's episode, Independent. Welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, right across from me here, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How are you doing today, man? Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just chilling. Yeah, yeah. Doing good. That's good. That's good, man. Um, If you listened to our previous episode, you will know that we are recording this in advance because Steven's going to go to the casino and try and earn us some money. Is that right, Steven? Yes. I am not here right now. Yeah. Actually. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's a mind trip here. Yeah. It's all an illusion. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, But uh, yes, uh, this week here, we decided to kind of uh, break away from our normal routine here. We, We like to... You know, highlight and focus on you know, like we said earlier, the big three. You mm-hmm. know, your, your WWE's, your your New Japan's, your AEW's, right? Well, it, it's hard not to talk about them because you know, there's there, there's, so, yeah. there's just so much, so much that goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this week, it's 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 about it's about a lot of other things too, mm-hmm. right? Um, we are uh, an independent podcast ourselves. Yes, indeed. There ain't no strings on us. <laughs> 
right? Um, so, I mean, what is independent wrestling? I, I guess you know. Uh, let's start there. Independent wrestling is you know your your organizations that are local to you or ones that uh, do not necessarily have like a um, perhaps not like a like a binding contract. Let's say like an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like some some have exclusivity, some don't. Um, it just kind of depends on where you go. But I mean. It, it, all in all, here it's it's your you know your organizations outside of the 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 big ones, the, mm-hmm. your WWEs and this and that, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think the word independent, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's the word we use for for like you said the the promotions that are outside of the big three. But I think the word independent is kind of a confusing term. It's mm-hmm. just kind of what the industry uses for these types of promotions, even though a lot of those promotions share talent, um, mm-hmm. which is all but independent, uh, in my opinion. So it's kind of a weird word. Uh, right. It, it kind of it stands for something else other than what the word means. There's a circuit, I guess, for independent wrestling. You know, in that point, yes. Mm-hmm. Like you may watch a uh, a show from Ring of Honor, and you will see a lot of the same talent that might appear in PWG, for example, right. or in. Uh, I mean, progress in in England has a lot of the same talent that you might see in OTT or mm-hmm. in Rev Pro. So there's there's definitely circuits to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the main thing is is that it's it, you know you you can as a as a wrestler or a performer you can work for these organizations without having to be uh, tied down necessarily. I mean, you can get some exclusivity with somebody if you want, but you know you're you're not tied down to. A particular contract or a particular, you know, whatever, right? Right, right. And uh, at least from the from the wrestler's point of view, uh, from everything I've read and you know heard from interviews and things like that, uh, independent wrestling a lot of a lot of what that is is the freedom uh, of the wrestlers to to be who they want, uh, to wrestle how they want to, uh, to wrestle who they want to, and, and just overall have a little bit more control over who they are as a character and who they are as a performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that assessment for sure, um, and I think that um, while there's a lot of organizations out there that are independent, um, I mean a lot of it does also boil down to what's local to you, and mm-hmm. and and we'll have uh, you know we have some guests lined up today who have sent in you know uh, some of their thoughts, some colleagues of ours have sent in their thoughts as to what maybe. Uh, independent wrestling means to them and, and kind of the organizations that are nearest and dearest to their hearts. Right, right. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, independent, the current independent wrestling scene, just to kind of give you a brief history, um, there was a cataclysm mm-hmm. <laughs> basically post WWE buying ECW and WCW, where there's a lot of talent that, you know, uh, you know, was very, very talented, very young, very talented, all this good stuff here. But they didn't, you know, they either didn't make it into WWE or, you know, they were kind of just left to their own devices. So out of that, um, you really got companies like um, TNA, which is now Impact, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And a a bigger one, uh, the the granddaddy, the current granddaddy of independent wrestling, in my opinion, uh, Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Um, Ring of Honor is pretty unique in that it's kind of, um, it's created so many careers Mm -hmm. for so many people out there. Um, uh, Probably chief among those, CM Punk. Right. 
uh, Daniel Bryan, who at that time was going by Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, Samoa Joe is another big one. Um, Christopher Daniels, who is now in you know AEW, he's mm-hmm. you know kind of one of those king of the indies kind of guys. Right. Um, so Ring of Honor has helped propel so many careers. AJ Styles, I mean, goodness, I mean, and a lot of that you see between TNA. Ring of Honor, and to an extent as well, at that same point in time, PWG was starting to kind of spring up, so they would have a lot of those same kind of guys in their circles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't just take our word for it here. Uh, let's bring actually on uh, w- one of our first colleagues here, Anthony, from the Anthony Talk Stuff show. Uh, you know, we, we were on his show a while back, and uh, you know, we wanted to reach out and get his thoughts. So uh, without further ado, here's Anthony from Anthony Talk Stuff. This is Anthony, host of the Anthony Talks Stuff podcast and writer for Last Word on ProFootball.com. Find me on Twitter at AA Talks Stuff, and my favorite indie promotion is Ring of Honor. I know it's not the best promotion in the world right now. It's definitely fallen a lot in the uh, past several years, but just for what it's meant to wrestling and what it's meant to me as a wrestling fan is the reason that it's my favorite and will probably always be my favorite indie promotion. Um, Nostalgia is a very powerful thing. And around the mid two thousands, when I started to not become a fan of WWE and I kind of turned away from wrestling a little bit, I discovered TNA and by extension from TNA, I discovered ring of honor and the wrestling that I saw on ring of honor and the style of wrestling that I saw and the, just quality that I saw regularly there um, really changed how I felt about wrestling and it made wrestling uh, a part of my life again. And them also having a close relationship with New Japan opened up another world of wrestling to me. I think New Japan Pro Wrestling is the best wrestling in the world, bar none. And the relationship that they built with them you know, what was awesome for me as a wrestling fan, being able to see some of the best wrestlers in the world live and in the United States and somewhat regularly was an awesome thing. And living in New York City, being able to see some of like the best pay-per-views live that I've ever seen for Ring of Honor in New York and in Philadelphia and at the same time being able to see New Japan wrestlers come over from New Japan and wrestle in the Ring of Honor ring. I mean, Ring of Honor has just given me so many great wrestling experiences. And when you think about what Ring of Honor has done for the sport of wrestling, it's just, it's honestly really tremendous. And they've had such a large scale impact. If you look at promotions all over today, but especially with with, with the big ones, like obviously New Japan, but, you know, WWE, which is the largest wrestling empire in the world, and then AEW, there's so many wrestlers that are there that are stars that cut their teeth and made their name in a Ring of Honor ring. Um, I don't even really want to start naming them because there's so many, but with, you know, you got Undisputed Era and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, like, there's just, I I didn't even want to start naming guys because there's so many, but Ring of Honor has had such a large scale impact on the wrestling world and the wrestling business and a lot of the stars that we see today and a lot of the wrestlers that we love today that make wrestling what it is came through a Ring of Honor ring. And that's why it's my favorite indie promotion. It'll always have a special place in my heart for what it meant to wrestling and for what it meant to me. And like I said in the beginning, I know it's taken a large fall from grace, 
but things are looking up a little bit and I hope they continue to kind of right the ship and turn things around so they can become the promotion that they once were and you know begin to hold that reverence amongst wrestling fans that they once had and yeah that's uh that's Ring of Honor and that's my favorite indie wrestling promotion and a massive thank you to Anthony for uh, for, for for putting in uh, the effort and, and 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 the time to to write this message to us or send us this message here. I, I think he's absolutely spot on, and and I think I see a lot of what Anthony talked about also in myself because I kind of went through that same kind of uh, period in time, you know, with uh, you know, kind of a fallout from WWE and you know kind of the nonsense that they were doing, but yeah. like you know, Ring of Honor is such a throwback. Right, um, and, and and some of the stuff they were doing is just incredible. You can obviously find Anthony on Twitter at AA Talk Stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, also subscribe to the Anthony Talk Stuff show uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. He's he's absolutely brilliant. I would love to have him back on the show sometime soon. Oh yeah, uh, to talk some wrestling. Uh, definitely miss talking to that guy for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Ring of Honor was just such a unique thing at the time because. Um, it was kind of like that wrestling purists, like, you know, dream for wrestling, right? right? Um, like, like I was saying earlier, you would have CM Punk and Samoa Joe having these like 60 minute time limit matches, like these 60 minute draws, uh, where like, it was just incredible. Samoa Joe was built as an amazing ring of honor champion at the time. He was, he was invincible. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of what Anthony said too, about like the talent that came through there, your, your Brian Danielson's, your Samoa Joe's, your CM Punk's all the way through guys like, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, you know, all the guys in undisputed era were in ring of honor. Um, so, um, uh, he did touch on a few things here too, kind of about, uh, the downfall of ring of honor. Right. Um, I can pinpoint two different things here for the down the, the downfall kind of in Ring of Honor. First one being um, a, little bit, a little bit controversial. Uh, Sinclair Broadcasting Company um, purchased Ring of Honor um, and are the current owners of that. Um, and with that, I mean, there's been some good because it's become more syndicated. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor has been in, in more households since they've been bought there. Which uh, is definitely a good thing. It is. But they've made a lot of like weird, controversial decisions. Like they tried to convince David Starr at one point uh, to uh, have a match with um, Jay Lethal mm. in Israel, mm. and uh, David Starr kind of gave the, gave them the double bird for that. Yep, you know, um, not surprising. Yeah, you can read more about that if you'd like uh, on your own time. I don't want to get too caught up into that, um, but also kind of the emergence of AEW mm-hmm. really kind of you know uh, put a knife into Ring of Honor because. You know, guys like Cody and the Young Bucks, you know, these were guys that were uh, Ring of Honor talents. Right. And, uh, well, Young Bucks to an extent because they were, I mean, they were definitely Ring of Honor. They definitely competed in PWG. They definitely competed in New Japan. But um, the whole Bullet Club thing was really kind of big with Ring of Honor. And then after the All In show and the more that AEW kind of started to, take a you know a leap right mm-hmm. uh, they started to form um I, it really took a lot out of ring of honor for sure yeah yeah for sure well i mean it's th- that's kind of to be expected though you know like you have ring of honor in this you know it's a solid number two spot 
uh, w- when it comes to the Americas, but still the gap between Ring of Honor and WWE is still very, very large. It was, it was massive. And yeah. then with AEW, it's, it's gotten you know even larger the disparity right exactly Um, you know like with with aew coming in and just kind of stealing that number two spot um or if we're going by like viewership maybe even number one depending on what week it is mm -hmm. um you know with with aew coming in they got millions of dollars backing them uh lots of lots of contracts that they're able to sign with with really large guys it Mm -hmm. it kind of unfortunately makes sense why um AEW is able to bolster a little bit more, and Ring of Honor is kind of going mm-hmm. a little bit more down in the, um, you know, for lack of a better word, the independent kind of spot. Yeah, um, I mean they they still do like they still have exclusive contracts, so I mean for but, sure. But they but they do hire independent talent, so that's that's why we we want to put them in this realm, right? For sure, yeah. Um, and, and I think Ring of Honor still is. You know, yes, they are an American, uh, you know, promotion. Yes, they are quote unquote independent, but yeah. they are also a little bit different than both uh, WWE and AEW with their heavy ties to New Japan and a lot right. of the stuff that they do together as well. So, yes, AEW is not really as big as the other two American ones, and, and they're independent, but they do have a lot of um, exclusive stuff that only they do. Right, and, and I and I would definitely agree with that. Like, and, and I'm glad that you brought up that point because I, for me, there's there's a few things that have really kept ROH Ring of Honor like kind of up and running still, um, like um, and and things that are actually raising their stock. Right, mm-hmm. um, I would say the the big one here is their continued relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, because that allows them to get spotlights in places where they wouldn't normally get spotlights on, whether mm-hmm. it be Ring of Honor talent going to Japan or Japanese talent coming to Ring of Honor for shows. I think that's big. And, oh, yeah. And hand-in-hand hand with that also is tying down Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull yes. is, like, low-key been, like, this crazy genius in 2020 for wrestling, right? He's, like, as when he signed his deal with Ring of Honor to extend, to have his exclusive extension, right, with them, like he got some like head booker rights, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he's doing things like he he's been on NWA Power. He's been on he he made an appearance for New Japan here in their their New Beginnings in America tour. Um, and he's he's bringing in guys like you know Jay White and Will Ospreay to compete in in, in Ring of Honor. Um, he's um, he's bringing back the ROH Pure Title. Yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> that was one of those really cool things that Ring of Honor had that nobody else did. It made him very, very unique, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Um, the ROH Pure Title here. It's here. Here are the rules, basically. If you've never heard of it before, so basically, each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submission holds and pinfalls during a match. After the wrestler exhausts his rope breaks, submissions and pin uh, attempts under the ropes. Uh, by the opponent are considered legal, right? So it's very much a shoot style kind of appearance in that. I like that. Um, there are no closed fist punches to the face allowed in a pure match. Only open hand slaps or chops to the face are allowed. Uh, punches to other parts of the body are, uh, except for low blows, uh, are permitted. Uh, the first use of a closed fist would be a warning. The second would cause the wrestler to be penalized a rope break. Uh, oh, I see. If okay. he is already out of rope, break, uh, rope breaks, he would be disqualified. A wrestler is subject to a 20 count by the referee if the wrestler goes to the floor. 
Okay. So this is something very, very unique, more of a shoot style that really lets, um, I guess, wrestlers display in full effect their talents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a that's super weird, but super cool too. Like yes. it, it's very, like, as you said, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. And it usually, I'm not a fan of matches where it's just like. There's this rule and this one and this one and this one and this one, but I think that one with like the bank of rope breaks and, mm-hmm. and different uh, possibly disqualifying moves can get one of those rope breaks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, taken away. That's that's just a cool concept. And, and what's really strange is like it was just an off the cuff thing that Will Osprey said on Twitter. Right? He was like, mm. "Man, I really wish the Ring of Honor Pure Title would come back." And then, like weeks later, they're like, "Yeah, we're doing it." Well, like, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the um, Nigel McGuinness, obviously from from WWE, you know him from uh, NXT commentary and mm-hmm. these kind of things. Um, he and uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, you know him better. <laughs> um, they had huge feuds over mm-hmm. the title, the, the ROH Pure Title. Um, and if you can find those matches, they're, they're just absolutely wonderful, right? They're just, they're just fantastic matches. So I highly recommend, uh, looking for those if at all possible. Um, they're, they're, they're just fantastic. Yeah. I I think for, for me, one of the biggest things with, uh, with ring of honor, uh, just as Anthony had mentioned is just the, the crazy breadth of talent that they have, you know, and, Mm. uh, really looking back on it, you know, I stopped, you know, when, when Ring of Honor was really just first starting out um, with some of these these big guys like CM Punk, Samoa Joe, and all that, um, I was I was very young. I was like eight or, or nine or, or something like that, right? Yeah. And, and so for me, it was all WWE at the time. And now uh, coming back to you know the world of wrestling and watching wrestling regularly, um, coming back to that at, at a much older age, seeing all these crazy wrestlers that, that I'm a huge fan of, you know, like CM Punk, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all these people, and, and realizing that oh yeah, they were they were in Ring of Honor at, yeah. at that time, you know, so it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, if if you guys are a part of the Honor Club or have a chance to like go back through the archives of Ring of Honor, their early stuff is really really good, yeah. really really good. Um, current champions, uh, PCO is the current Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham are the Ring of Honor Tag Champions. Shout out to Jonathan Gresham. Yes, the the octopus himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ring of Honor Television Champion is Dragon Lee. Uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship has yet to be determined. It was last ha- held by Brian Danielson, of mm-hmm. course. Um, the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship is held by the Mexa Squad of nice. uh, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace. Oh, all great. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, and uh, the uh, uh, Women of Honor World Championship is um, vacant as of right now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that with um, with Marty Skrull now kind of trying to right the ship here, I think that's there's a lot of good going to that. I do hope that one day they do get bought out by a company that perhaps cares about wrestling more than Sinclair Broadcasting Group. Right. Um, but uh, you know that that will be a day yet to be determined. Yeah, I mean, it, at least in the meantime, from what they've shown us, uh, you know, it, at least Ring of Honor will continue to be a, a really just fantastic breeding ground for mm-hmm. for new talent, you know, and building up uh, guys into making them stars. You know. Oh, absolutely. Now, this show is not only about Ring of Honor, of course. Uh, I think there's a company that that reminds me a lot of what I loved about Ring of Honor starting out, and that's Progress Wrestling, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I've gone and watched every show that Progress 
has done progress is of course uh, located in the, the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what you see, if you're a fan of NXT UK, a lot of the same kind of story arcs and a lot of the same talent that you see there uh, appeared on Progress Wrestling first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, you've had uh, champions like Jimmy Havoc. You know, he had a historic run. Um, Will Ospreay was, you know, uh, his bitter rival. Uh, you know, he he held the uh, the Progress World Championship recently, mm-hmm. uh, or not recently, but back in the day. Um, Mark Andrews, Mark Haskins, uh, Marty Squirrel twice uh, was champion. Um, yeah, like a, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me see here. Who who else can I think of? Walter, obviously. Of course. Walter yeah. was a champion. Travis Banks um, was, was champion before him. Um, yeah, just uh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn was a huge uh, part of, of Progress's history. And I, I would say that's probably where Progress really you know, got on the map is with British Strong Style. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, these... Um, these groups and these these talented wrestlers, like just like with Ring of Honor, you know that you see um, that that are coming through the UK, you know they really got their start in progress. You yeah. know, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Zack Saber Jr., Will Ospreay, Marty Scurll, mm-hmm. you know, list goes on. Walter, Travis Banks, you know, yeah, the list goes on and on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. Um, see, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned progress because uh, me personally, I I attribute. Uh, both progress and NXT uh, very very heavily for getting me back into the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, re- really, N- NXT and progress are the reason I watch wrestling today. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and um, you know, I think the the coolest thing about different wrestling promotions, at least in the independent scene, is that they all have something that they do very 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 well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they all have that one thing that they're the best at. You know, with with Ring of Honor, I would argue the thing that they're best at is acquiring new hot talent, you know, and, and being able to build those guys up as stars. And progress, uh, I, I would say its thing is just how different it is from everybody, mm-hmm. and, and the the storylines that they're able to to go, put guys in and to build up. And y- you've you've said this before, and I think it's the perfect perfect attribute to attribute them to is mm-hmm. uh punk rock man yeah. like they just have they have this punk rock vibe to them yeah it's and, very underground very punk rock yeah um it's like a lot of their stories are just are they're very simple but yeah. very effective like the people who work there they know exactly what they're doing they're experts right right um which is fantastic right uh, you know, like I said, I, I just listed off a whole like slew of guys who are like huge now, and a lot of their careers can be owed to progress. Yeah. Now, what's interesting here with progress is they're kind of undergoing a little bit of a transition because, right, just like with Ring of Honor, a lot of their talent had gotten cold, right? So, like you know, um, Valter being being the big one. Um, uh, they, it looked like they had a new established star in David Star uh, for a while, and then um, uh, I guess he had to go for political reasons, right? Right. He uh, progress is very 
closely associated with WWE because of WWE NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and with David Starr being who he is and, you know, what he is all about and promoting, you know, independent. Mr. Independent. You yeah. know, um, you know. Uh, Hashtag unionize. U- unionizing the wrestlers and, and this kind of thing here. That's not something that, um, it, it, it ruffled a lot of feathers. Let's surprise, surprise. Big companies don't like unions. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, but uh, I mean, with that being said, I mean, you've got uh, um, you, you still have like this really cool core because Walter was champion for so long and they had this, this the whole story with him and David Starr uh, going on forever and ever and ever. Um, but with David Starr being gone and and Walter being gone, there's kind of a vacuum, like a power vacuum. So right. um, as of right now, you've got some top guys like, um, well, Cara Noir mm-hmm. is the the new Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, he defeated Paul Robinson, Kyle Fletcher, and Ilya Dragunov in a four way elimination match for the title. Mm-hmm. And I would say all four of those guys are top top champions, right? Yes. Um, so uh, I mean, you've got those guys here. O- the OJMO, he, another top rising star here. I mean, you really just have to check him out. Chris Chris Ridgeway is another mm-hmm. <laughs> you know another guy. Uh, I mean, we could talk all day about, you know, progress wrestling really. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, progress is, is, I think they, they trans, they, what's the best way of putting it? They, they have found a way to live and transition and evolve, you know, with the times, right. While still staying true to what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they, they also, um, just like ROH has the pure title that's, that's making comeback, um, Progress had at one point the what's called the Atlas Division Championship, which right. is actually wrestlers of 220 pounds or heavier. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the the, the the big man's title. Uh, that's since been retired, um, but they replaced it with what's called the Proteus Championship, mm. which means that the Proteus Division Champion, uh, when he, they defend their title, um, it is a match under whatever rules you know that they they choose. I like right? that. Which is yeah, it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah. Like I saw one. Uh, Paul Robinson is the current Proteus Division champion, um, and uh, he had like a match where it was like, um, it was like submissions or like uh, it was like a submissions only or or like I quit. Like you know, it's basically like an I quit match with him and and so they they Chris get Ridgeway. to so they get to like make their own they, stipulation. Yeah, they make the own their own stipulation That's for the cool. title. So it's not even like, just like, like oh, like this match. Yeah, it's like per match they can be like okay, well this is gonna be this. Like it, it was like a submissions or knockouts only match. Nice. Okay. And I was like oh geez, like that's cool. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Who else? Uh, Jordan Devlin. You know he's he's, he's everywhere, um, yep. but he he is uh, one of the current uh, one half of the current Progress Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Him with Scotty Davis, um, who is a major talent in another organization called OTT. Um, so and we'll we'll talk about them here in just a moment. Um, but yeah, he's he's there. Ginny, who's also for in uh, in NXT UK, uh, she's the current reigning Progress Women's Champion. Um, but yeah, progress is just fantastic. Yeah. It's no, I mean, we, we can't say enough good things about progress, really. They're just, they're, 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 I don't even know, like, yes, they are an independent promotion, but they have that air about them that, that reeks of a big promotion that knows what they're doing. If, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, you know, like a lot of these independent promotions, 
um, uh, a lot of what makes them them are the wrestlers, mm-hmm. right? And and the talent that they have and the matches that they put on. Whereas progress, you can almost interchange it with any wrestlers. You know, like you don't even have to have mainstays in there. But something about the show, you're just like, oh yeah, this is progress. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. They they just have an identity to them. Yes. Uh, that no no matter who's in the ring. That it, they're always able to put forth that identity in a really you know convincing way, right? I would I would agree with that. Um, so I mean, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out Progress if you if you like Progress a lot after you've checked them out. I'd also recommend uh, Rev Pro Rev, mm-hmm. Rev Pro Wrestling. Um, uh, they're also based out of England, and, and you'll see a lot of the same kind of people there. Like yep. uh, uh, Zach Saber Jr. At one point, he kind of. He didn't really stop working for Progress, but you don't see him as much anymore. He he's more focused on Rev Pro because he's like their top guy. He's still the current champion, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's their top guy. Um, well, I, well, actually, as of right now, I, I don't know. I haven't checked out and seen if uh, if Will Osprey beat him yet or not. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you you'll you would see guys like Will Osprey and Zack Saber Jr. a lot in Rev Pro because they have just like Ring of Honor has. They also have a partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something worth, you know, checking out, um, uh, as well. In addition to progress, mm-hmm. um, just like with progress and, uh, rev pro though, uh, over in Ireland, there is OTT. Yes. Uh, OTT shares a lot of that same talent pool. Cause it's only just a little trip over, you know, over the pond there Yep, yep. Uh, and you, you get over to Ireland. Um, now I'm a little bit new into OTT, but it's still, it's still a very, very good promotion from everything that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, with that, uh, we're going to get one of our colleagues, uh, Damien here, uh, from the D uh, podcast. Or, or DBW podcast, rather, uh, to uh, kind of tell you a little bit about OTT. Hello, Headlock Talk. I am Damien Craig from Damien Box Wrestling Podcast. And I want to talk to you about OTT, my favorite indie promotion. And the thing that I love about OTT is that it's family. You know, everyone wants the best for each other, and it really showcases the best of Irish wrestling. While also, also bringing in the biggest names around the world. You're talking Pentagon. You're talking Phoenix. You're talking David Starr. You're talking Justy. Um, and they also have a title called the GN title. Or the gender neutral title. Where men and women fight each other. And beat the seat out of each other. Just to become a champion OTT. So it's absolutely brilliant. They got the storyline of the year. Um, David Starr versus Jordan Devlin last year. They got... Um, you know, Martina now is in Ring of Honor, series OTT, Born and Bred. Valkyrie is now in uh, NXT UK, OTT, Born and Bred. Jordan Davlin was in, is in NXT UK, OTT, Born and Bred. And those, uh, you know, Terry Fatso's class, Mullen Hyper class, um, the two pros are class that up OTT. And thank you to Damien for uh, uh, giving us his thoughts on uh, the uh, world of OTT. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, you, you can find uh, Damien at uh, DBW Podcast. I, I messed up earlier, so my, my apologies, Damien. Um, but yeah, uh, DBW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, OTT, like I said, I'm still very new, but it, it does have that same kind of vibe somewhat that uh, progress does where it's like very stripped back and OTT would, would be Damien's home promotion here in Ireland. Um, so yes, uh, the, the David Starr Jordan Devlin match 
from last year was just yeah. out of this world. Yeah, and I'm really glad he mentioned that too because that was like that match, the the blow off match for their feud. That was the first time that I had uh, really seen an OTT match. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had seen clips, and, and you know, I I'm in the world of wrestling, so like I see articles and things about OTT, uh, but I, I was never really that familiar with them a- until that match and seeing the way that they built that story up and, and the way those two guys work together in the ring to even continue the story. Uh, in the ring, not mm. even just through words, uh, like 100% absolutely well-deserved uh, getting storyline of the year because that, man, they, they did it so, so well. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a wonderful, wonderfully done rivalry, and, and I think I put that down as my, my feud of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, on our end of the year episode, um, Jordan Devlin and David Starr both are, are great, and uh, David Starr is the current OTT uh, world champion. You know, so I mean, it's it's great to see that he's getting you know kind of his due yeah. um, for for what he's done for independent wrestling for so long. Um, Mustache Mountain are the current reigning um, tag team champions, though it's been a while since they've defended their titles. I think mm. it's been the, they've held the title for almost a year. Wow. Yeah. Um interesting. Um but yeah, David Starr, you know, he's a, a fantastic fantastic wrestler. He's the OTT champion. Um Scotty Davis is the No Limits champion, so that's kind of like your uh, kind of like cruiserweight division, but like okay. super technical kind of like it's an, it's an up and comers title. Mm-hmm. Um there's also the gender neutral championship which um, is one thing that makes them very unique, kind of like what the Pure Championship does for Ring of Honor and the Produce mm-hmm. Championship does for uh, Progress. The Gender Neutral Championship, um, uh, that's with uh, held by Adam Maxted. Um, again, men and women can compete for this title. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really cool, personally. I mean, um, if you had asked me when I was a younger kid uh, if there should be you know, gender neutral titles, I'll be like, huh, that's, that's a little weird. But Mm. now in my, in my older days, you know, and seeing a lot more uh, matches, I've seen a lot of gender neutral matches and it 100% can be done. It it just needs, it obviously just like any match just needs to be done correctly. Yeah. Done correctly. You got to suspend your, you know, (laughs) your, your disbelief as you, as you normally say. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say, uh, yeah, this is a uh, OTT is definitely one to keep an eye on. They're very, very well known for known for their very um, uh, high quality video productions. Right, right. Um, that you know they know how to build feuds <laughs> very, very well. Obviously, uh, again, w- with a lot of these independent promotions, a lot of it's kind of like you know the the little stuff that happens that's done very, very well. Um, you know that they, they they do it. Um, with with almost what it seems like it, it's done at ease, right? Right. Um, and they do it quite well because you know they don't really have another choice, right? It's go big or go home. Well, I mean, it's that, and it's also you know you take a look at someone uh you know a little bit bigger with WWE, AEW, New Japan. You know, we we call them the big three, uh, which they are pretty much for all intents and purposes. Mm. Um, but they they just have so much going on. You know, they have mm-hmm. all these storylines, all all of this you know crazy production, uh, all of these crazy events all the time right and and with all of those things going on you know it, it kind of makes sense that some things would fall through the cracks you know but with these independent promotions uh putting on you know like 
once a month twice a month you know Mm. um they're they're able to kind of take a step back and really polish what they're working on as opposed to okay we got to get this out because this needs to come up first or Mm. or come up next and and then we got this after that um with with places like ott progress ring of honor uh they're able to just kind of take a step back and make the one thing that they're working on right now be as good as it can be Mm -hmm. uh as opposed to having to flush it out the door as quick as possible just to get to the next thing you know yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's it's quite interesting uh, the the world of independent wrestling, um, especially compared mm-hmm. to, I guess, quote unquote, non independent wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. It, it's almost two completely different worlds. You know, it is, it is, and I mean, it's 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 different fan bases, it's mm-hmm. different attitudes about things, it's different likes and dislikes. Like it's it's. It's very interesting to take a look at the differences between the two worlds, but then also that both of them rely very heavily on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, and and there's going to be there's a lot of promotions that we haven't even talked about, like you know, Evolve is here, you know, um, also some uh, a company that's associated very closely with WWE. Um, I mean, we talked about Rev Pro for a little bit. Um, there's also Stardom, who's just now been bought by Bushi Road, the same company that that owns and produces New Japan Pro Wrestling. Stardom mm-hmm. is a big favorite of our friend uh, JPQ. Big paws on the pup. Hashtag watch Stardom. Oh, hashtag watch Stardom indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, WXW out of Germany, Westside Extreme Wrestling um, in Oberhausen. Uh, they are fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, very, very good stuff. I mean, that's where a lot of these feuds that you see, like with David Starr and Valter or um, Ilya Dragunov and Valter, that's where a lot of that, uh, those kind of feuds um, have, have had chapters in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all these promotions really, too, also have, like, like tournaments, right? Like, uh, like WXW, for example, they have, um, what is it called? I'm trying to remember. Um, it's like the 16 carat like tournament. Okay. Right. I think, I think that's what it's called. Forgive me. Any, uh, WXW fans out there. I'm drawing a blank here, but I think it's called the 16 carat tournament, right? Yep. 16 carat gold tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just, just found it. Um, so, you know, they have that, uh, which is like a single elimination tournament, um, to usually to decide like a number one contender. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Progress has the Super Strong Style 16 tournament. It's brilliant. That was one of our favorite series of all of last year, right? Oh, yeah. Um, New Japan, obviously, not necessarily an independent promotion, but one that does harbor independent talents. You know, they have, obviously, Best of the Super Juniors mm-hmm. and, you G1. know, G1 and, mm-hmm. you know, all these kind of crazy ones. Um You've got um, PWG, who we didn't get to talk about all that much, which mm-hmm. is which is amazing. You know, they they're kind of again one of those ones that are somewhat associated with Ring of Honor and some other ones. Uh, AEW more and more now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but PWG, they've got Battle of Los Angeles, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's all of them have great great events. Yeah. Um, so we can't speak <laughs> enough about how awesome independent wrestling is. But one thing that independent wrestling also is is um, it, it doesn't have to be this huge production. Mm-hmm. It can be something that's just local, right there in your own backyard, right? We used to have um, Wrestle Circus. Rest in peace. Yeah, we actually attended the very last Wrestle Circus show, and we didn't even know it, right? Yeah, yeah. like like you know. Well, the, I mean, everyone there didn't know it because they didn't say anything until yeah two days before the next show. So it's it's very sad that Austin doesn't have its own 
you know, independent promotion here. Especially considering, excuse me, especially considering, you know, how awesome Wrestle Circus really was, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to actually pass it on here to uh, our friend Shipesta from uh, United by Wrestling Podcast. Uh, he's going to talk about one of his favorite local indie promotions. Hey, guys, this is Shipesta from United by Wrestling. Just wanted to give you a little promotional clip for your indie spotlight series. I wanted to give you a highlight on Premier Wrestling Experience, which is based out of here in North Carolina, owned by Brian Kanabrowski. Um, I've been going to I've been going to PWX now for I want to say roughly around almost five years. I started going back at Rise of a Champion 14, which is their biggest show of the year. It's their WrestleMania, so to speak, if you want to compare it to something. It's their biggest show of the year. I love what I love about PWX is the the atmosphere that is created by not just the fans. They have a we have, they have a very very loyal diehard fan base and they always make you feel so welcome. You always if you if somebody hears you saying that it's your first show, they're always quick to, you know, tell you about it, give you a little brief history of it before the show. And then Brian, the owner, and all the wrestlers are always out there. They're all really appro- approachable and Brian is always out there giving you, you know, talk, always up to talk, always up to, you know, help you with anything. And you can even contact him outside of show days and things. If you have questions on ticket purchases or things like that, you can always contact him. He's always quick to help. And my favorite, my favorite superstars from PWX are John Schuyler and Corey Hollis, who you can also see on WWE, you know, enhancement matches when they, uh, they've competed for them when they've been here in the, around the Carolinas or further down South Georgia, Alabama, things like that. They use, they're often used for enhancement talents, but they're, uh, what I like about them is they're very, they're very old school in their approach. If they're heels, they're never, they're never out and around the, the people, you know, signing merch, taking pictures, all that. They're never, they're never out there doing that. They always, they always give the 110% to their matches. And what I also love about PWX is it's not just your typical standard indie promotion. They don't just do matches and then that's it shows over. They actually do have storylines that base month to month, which always makes it better. That's one of the things that hooked me when I first went to my first show is um, a coworker that I went with. I was like, he was giving me some, you know, insight about them when I, uh, when I, when we were on our way up to the show, excuse me. And, uh, it was, it was cool to hear about, it's like, okay, they continue this, they start this, they continue it month to month, year to year. So it's not just uh, a list of matches, signed performers, and then next month, same thing again. They actually do build and continue around things that they start. So it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting thing for, because I know some indie promotions do it and I know some don't, but they do. And it, it's always a, it's always a great atmosphere for every show, no matter where it's at, they travel all around the Carolinas and they just signed a deal with independent wrestling TV for all of 2020. All of their shows will be on there for this year. So I would definitely, definitely advise everybody to go check them out. They are a great, great company. Check them out. Follow some of their superstars interact. They're always, their superstars always are also up to interact on Twitter, which is another great thing I love about them. So definitely, definitely give PWX a, a check out. And this is shapes to baby. 
And thank you to Shipster from uh, United by Wrestling. I uh, I just want to give them a shout out too because they they had me on their show talking like post uh, Worlds Collide, and you know we got to talk about that show last week. And uh, so go ahead and uh, definitely make sure to check them out, uh, subscribe to them as well as uh, as well as our other guests that we've had on this week. Um, but yeah, what what I like to touch on here is like the beauty of what independent wrestling can be if it's your local backyard promotion because you know a lot of time it's it's a lot of the same fans who come back week after week month right. after month uh, and you know it's it's those things like how we talked about continuity and you know um, having that intimate feel with the crowd and the wrestlers together you know to, to put on a great show right like mm-hmm. we experienced that with the the wrestle circus show because we were we were like right there like near the front row we got to see a whole lot of really cool stuff happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like this very intimate feel. And I think that's that goes a long way to making indie wrestling what it is and what it means. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think one of the things uh, that, you know, local independent wrestling uh, does great about that is, um, you know, because they are local, if someone is a, a very big fan of them, it's not unheard of to be able to see every single show that that promotion puts together, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with the, the bigger guys, you know, new Japan and, uh, WWE and everything, they tour all over the world, you know? And so if, yes, you can be a huge fan, but it's very hard to get that intimate feeling, um, right. Just watching on TV, you know, like with, with the independent wrestling, you're there. You know, and, and you can be there for months and months and months and months and months to, for every single show, and you really are able to build up the intimacy with the wrestlers and the fans. Whereas, you know, with with the bigger ones, it's like maybe you'll catch one every now and then when they come to your city, but other than that, you're just watching on TV, which you know is fine. You know, I most of the wrestling I watch is on TV, um, right? <laughs> but, but imagine, you know. Imagine if Wrestle Circus didn't go away, and we were able to see every single show that that Wrestle Circus did. Uh, the amount of intimacy and the love that we would have for Wrestle Circus, you know, it would be to to a level that it's really hard to get to with some of the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's what we overall really kind of wanted to, to point out and hammer home with this episode is, you know, uh, support independent wrestling. Because it really, one hundred percent, it really makes for the wrestling of tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, uh, again, we we talked about this with Ring of Honor and Progress, particularly, but just with independent wrestling all over the world, right? Like, you know, uh, guys like Walter or all the guys in the Disputed Era, or you know, um, <laughs> Alistair Black, who mm-hmm. you know he was a, a big part of of Progress in the beginning. He, you know, he went. Under the name Tommy End. Tommy End, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Zack Saber Jr., Will Ospreay, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, like you know, you know, Gargano. Uh, well, not Gargano, but rather Ciampa and and Will Ospreay, the two, uh, you know, uh, Headlock Talk uh, Wrestler of the Year, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, Fantasy Warfare Champions in the history of Headlock Talk. They both came from independent wrestling. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Right? Everybody gets their start somewhere. So just because you know you see them on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, they weren't just picked out by an ad agency. This wasn't this isn't Vince McMahon going and finding some dude on the street and being like, "You can wrestle." Mm-hmm. You know, get in the ring. Well, I mean, independent wrestling is really it's the equivalent, you know, because wrestling is an art form, one hundred percent. And I think uh, it being it. 
in independent uh, promotions uh, before going, you know, to some of the bigger ones or whatever. That's basically the equivalent of building your p- portfolio, right? You know, and and this is this is their advertisement for their abilities and what they're able to bring to the table. Right. You know, and uh, I'm glad you said, you know, support independent wrestling because really if you're a wrestling fan uh, and you truly love the art form of wrestling, the best thing you can do is support independent wrestling because you take a look at, you know, anyone really, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, you know, like all the big guys, they started somewhere. You know, yeah. they, they, they didn't just get pick like i like your look you're gonna be the, the right. next big man in, well, in wwe you so, know some some do right i mean like, of course like, yeah. like like um baron corbin he's he's a good example because like you know he he is somebody that kind of gets picked in from the system because baron corbin he came from a football background like he was a football player mm-hmm. right and you know some people get signed like that right but it's still the hard work that goes into it nxt was basically created to be an independent kind of thing to ramp up people to become you know the the guys that they can put on television right but at the same time like you take somebody like Roderick Strong for example I remember watching Roderick Strong for Ring of Honor goodness almost 20 years ago yeah and to see him make the journey that he has wrestling in Ring of Honor wrestling in New Japan being all over the independent circuit and then finally making it to where he is on national television every week for NXT and WWE. And in the biggest faction in NXT. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's that's wonderful. That's I mean, that's that's 20 years of hard work paid off for mm-hmm. him, right? Uh, guys like, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, who've literally broken their necks for the business uh, to get, you know, to get where they are today. Um I truly do believe that the guys in NXT deserve to be paid a whole heck of a lot more than what they're paid now yeah. for what they've had to go through and for what they're doing for the business today. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like it's just one of those crazy things where you know everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, and that's the best way to support wrestling is to support independent wrestling. I think absolutely couldn't so. agree more. With that said, Stephen, uh, no if wishes were fishes this week. Oh, I know, I know, don't, but don't be sad. We'll be back again sometime soon Yes, for more Headlock Talk. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you know, Podbean, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's more, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, or you just Google search Headlock Talk. That's a good way of doing it too, right? We made it, Mom. We, we, we made it. <laughs> yep. Mama, we made it. <laughs> um, yeah, hit, make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep tuned in. If you, uh, the best way to support Headlock Talk, just like supporting independent wrestling, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. Um, album of the week this week, uh, we're gonna go with Thick Freakness by uh, the Black Keys. Nice. Uh, well, last week we we did Muddy Waters and Live at Newport from 1960. Uh, that that was that was the old school type of blues. The Black Keys here with Thick Freakness, they put on full display this new lo-fi garage rock version of the blues. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, with Thick Freakness, this is a kind of a departure from the more poppy tunes that you hear from the Black Keys that are on modern radio. Uh, this is kind of like the deeper cuts. So, you know, if you like that that bluesy garage feel, definitely give Thick Freakness a try by the Black Keys. Right on. Um with that said, if you're a business, you love what you've heard today from Headlock Talk, you want to, um, you know, you think we're right for your 
whatever your your new marketing project or whatever the heck it is that you want to do uh i will gladly receive your underwear in the mail or if you want to send me a bed i'll gladly preferably new underwear i don't want your underwear yeah not not yours no you know i'd like some new fresh ones please (laughs) Uh, but yeah if you send me a bed i'll try out your bed oh yeah uh if, if you want to send me a book to read i'll record it and send it back to you there you go you know, yeah, so anybody out there who uh, wants to support Headlock Talk, you can hit us up, headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail.com for um, uh, sponsorship and partnerships, right? Uh, let's see here. Headlock Talk is on Twitter, at Headlock Talk. So hit us up there if you want to leave us any feedback or if you just want to start a conversation. Yeah, I've always got my phone on me. I like to talk to people. Headlock talk to people. Headlock talk to people. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goodness all right <laughs> with that said am i missing anything else steven support independent wrestling yes and support yes. independent wrestling podcasts yes like headlock talk you know like badlands podcast anthony talk stuff anthony talk stuff uh why we watch united by wrestling uh dbw podcast queen's court uh josh robinson show yeah the Re- wrestling reverb yeah you know, uh, no particular angle, everything pro wrestling. They're all great shows. There's all so many more. There's so many more podcasts out Talk there. Talk is Jericho, baby. Uh, let's not take it too far here. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I'll show myself out. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you again for choosing Headlock Talk to spend your hour with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye-bye. Later. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.